so what i was thinking is why should light have the highest speed in the universe so the reason i was thinking about this is basically uh, because like see when you look at it from a fundamental perspective these are like electromagnetic radiation it's not like particles with mass so and the practical aspect of it is i mean one is that the mass converts to energy and there's that transaction happening but if you think about it it's just like for us to perceive for living things to be able to see and perceive right but what if there were no living things what if there was nothing living that was there to perceive it then why does that you get you get what i mean right like all the contradictions arise from the fact that okay first an event has to happen and that information has to reach you and then all the other things can follow but that is just for your cognitive processing but what if we take out that fact like completely away from the argument there's no life there's no processing there's no cognition there's no perception now it's just particles and matter and processes and radiation going away from it why does light have to be the fastest thing in the universe ha huh. so one thing i know for sure is regardless of there's a cognitive being or not it doesn't matter for the natural processes to occur the occur the way they do it's the observation that matters so whether the observation is through the eyes of a human being or through an animal or through an instrument ob- ob- observation is what changes the regular flow of it so um i was reading upon this quantum experiment the young's double slit experiment so what happens over there is like there are some crazy things that happen that's one of the most favorite experiment of mine ever um because it resulted in some crazy results so the details of the experiment aside so what would happen over there is that the wave would collapse into a single particle into a single um point in space so that happens only when an observation is made so this happens regardless of whether a human being is there to physically see it if if you try to tamper with it by trying to add colored slit for one of those two slits and a different colored slit for the other slit to see through which slit the particle passed through it would still be affected like it would just dissolve into one single pattern that is because you're literally tampering with the particle because it's it has to pass through that slit so regardless of whether someone sees it or not it doesn't matter it's if okay. it's affected the so that's what matters for it so even with your question i feel um so yeah maybe we can just put a link in the description or something for the young double slit experiment for people who are curious yeah go ahead yeah so i think even for your question uh, that you're posing it's pretty much the same regardless of whether there's an intelligent observer or not it doesn't matter as long as it's um as long as it doesn't interact with anything it would still follow its natural flow but if it hits something it would um, no you kind of contradicted yourself right you said that the observation matters and then you were like if there's an intelligent observer or not it doesn't matter it would still go its natural flow it's kind of a contradiction right if there is an observer and there's an observation then you are changing the process that's what the quantum mechanics part of it you were explaining right yeah yeah i mean whether an intelligent observer is there or not it that's that doesn't matter regardless of the observation it changes its natural flow whether it's us or any instrument 
it doesn't have to be a living thing or an intelligent being that's what i meant okay but that's what, okay fine let's mm-hmm. leave all of that aside let's say there's no observation no instrument nothing mm-hmm. if you were the one designing this whole okay let's say cosmos for now i know it's a little <laughs> pushing it but <laughs> if you were doing that what would be the reason or incentive for you to assign light the highest speed like why should something have the largest speed and why should there be a limit on that speed it's assuming there's going to be no life in this universe to observe it and to have crazy effects mentally or whatever mm-hmm. yeah i mean that i have no answer uh, <laughs> because even i have pondered a lot about why is there a limit on anything um mm-hmm. because some theory states that so this brings a bigger question i feel where is there something really that is infinite we currently don't know universe has hypothesized hypothesized to be infinite but we actually don't know it's still at best a theory so yeah yeah uh, now if we accept that there is a limitation that that means there could be limitations to pretty much everything so how fast an object can travel that would be the speed of light and how small a thing can be that that would be the planck's length um so yeah may, maybe there but, there are those limits yeah yeah but that that also actually kind of uh, you know reminds me of something that i was thinking about mm-hmm. and this is something that i actually thought about kind of by myself and i mean not in those exact terms but i just thought about it and then when i was just reading a little bit it came across as an actual theory where someone's written a paper on it mm-hmm. and stuff and it was this thing about like i've always wondered like see math there's no limits to it it kind of you know you can just keep adding numbers you can just keep adding like the decimal point can keep shifting it there's no limit mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean that all of that has physical manifestation as actual objects True. so so i was thinking about that you know like yeah the math indicates that uh, the size of the singularity which is the core of the black hole the actual remnant of the star where everything has been squeezed into and it has like crazy density and infinite density and it's infinite is decimally small but just because the math indicates that doesn't mean that it will be that way i mean what does it even mean to be infinitesimally small it basically becomes zero yeah. right so so what i was thinking is that all of these things the math might indicate that it's zero or infinite or you know in those extreme directions mm-hmm. but there will always be a physical limit that is kind of limiting that from going mm. to that theoretical math uh, yeah. limit and uh, yeah so like i just thought about that that you know it there will be some size limit for the smallest possible thing that will limit that singularity from getting smaller mm mm-hmm. and then i was reading online a little bit and i came across that you know there's a theory the with the planck's constant and the planck itself i think I'll, i'll probably post the paper or link in the description mm-hmm. but that says that probably the singularity would stop at that point and if it's a black hole that's spinning it will kind of make that singularity inside the black hole like a ring instead of a tiny point okay because of the massive spin because it spins like so ridiculously fast uh, close to the speed of light that that singularity wouldn't be able to be a singularity but it would become a small ring inside mm-hmm. so what you have now is a black hole and then a small ring inside the black hole where at the center there was supposed to be a point but it's actually a ring 
and i mean i'm just kind of like going off into things but uh, <laughs> yeah it was, it was just like very exciting to kind of understand what might be happening there just based on a pure thought that i kind of happened to have accidentally yeah yeah i mean i totally uh, am with you on that one that just because we can uh, conceive it in mathematics it doesn't have to be real in the real in the actual world and maybe we can yeah, yeah we can easily write a length that is smaller than planck length but that doesn't mean it it actually has to be there yeah, um, yeah. so yeah uh, i'm definitely with you on that one and regarding the singularity yeah it's it's very fascinating uh, what happens over there and that's why i think until the point of singularity we pretty much have everything set like our theories work so einstein's theory it general relativity breaks only at two places so one uh, is at the beginning of the big bang like what happened at the time of the big big bang i think it holds until t bar minus 37 seconds or something like that um and then the other part where it breaks breaks is at the center of a black hole near the singularity those are the only two parts uh, that it breaks so this has led to a very interesting topic or an area of science which is quantum gravity so that's where so now everyone's trying to work together a theory which would explain everything um so you have really good working theories for two things one is the quantum mechanics which explains everything related to the world of the small and you have general relativity the world of the large so and those two are like pretty much perfect but if you can find the link between those two then yeah i think probably that could explain singularity so that's quantum gravity yeah yeah so pretty exciting times yeah probably yeah yeah <laughs> probably two other episodes for those yeah for sure but <laughs> yeah but like what you were saying that you know um, like the theory or at least we good till the singularity mm-hmm. part but i was still kind of trying to understand you know like okay let's go back to the first question that we kind of tried to start the episode with right mm-hmm. what is actually inside a black hole besides the singularity so in all of the videos that somebody might see on youtube or you and me might have come across it always seems like that you know assuming it's a normal size black hole that once you start kind of getting in uh the okay let's say it's a black hole here and then i start getting closer closer the field of view starts becoming black like you're getting closer to the black hole so it kind of starts expanding in your field of view yeah. and then it starts becoming bigger and bigger and slowly it feels like it's kind of crossed your peripheral vision and it's starting to expand like you've started entering the event horizon mm-hmm. and you can see the universe kind of like behind you yeah. uh getting smaller and smaller in that hole and i'm pretty sure like you would have seen those simulations and videos too but i was kind of trying to understand like why is that because all of these things that are getting into the black hole there's photons and radiation and everything mm-hmm. so i haven't reached the singularity yet and assuming that i'm not getting spaghettified yet mm-hmm. i should still be able to see all of those photons and everything inside the black hole it would be like a crazy party inside the black hole right it wouldn't be completely black the only reason it appears black to me right now looking from the outside is because nothing is able to get out yeah. but that doesn't mean nothing is inside like so from what i was just trying to imagine and think i was just thinking that like things would still kind of be spiraling into the black hole maybe really fast mm-hmm. maybe really quickly and i'm not sure what's happening there obviously but but it's not just completely black like all the simulations show you it's not that you're just getting to the center and everything around you is just black i don't know what you would be able to see it'll probably drive you crazy and it wouldn't make a lot of sense because it'll just be a lot of photons and 
some kind of an image would try to get formed but i think you would be able to visualize something like you'd be able to see something it wouldn't just be complete darkness that's one thing that i was just trying to think what okay. do you think about that yeah that my friend right over there is leads to a very very interesting explanation and very interesting stuff that happens in a black hole that i recently figured out uh, i mean i didn't figure it out that would be crazy that would be crazier than what happens inside a black hole <laughs> uh, but yeah nice yeah but yeah this stuff was like this was just mind bogglingly crazy so until now what i was thinking was that black holes yeah sure they are the corpse of a star so that means i was thinking at least they'll be a size of i don't know earth or something like if at least supermassive black holes uh which are 66 trillion times the size of our sun when it becomes a black hole and collapses onto itself it would probably become at least the size of the earth or something like that but apparently black holes there actually nothing at all like it's a region in space like it's not an object and i was uh, listen yeah i was listening to uh, jana levin so she's an astrophysicist uh, and yeah she, she was giving a really good explanation for this so okay there are a few things to unpack here so one is we need to understand that time and space flips near a black hole so space becomes time like and time becomes space like and i think the mathematics of it is not that complicated it's basically the schwarzschild equation and it has a term for distance which is basically the space term and it has a term for time which is the time term and you can see that when near a black hole those two signs they basically flip so and you can see that mathematically it behaves yeah space and time flips mathematically but this also happens in reality so jana levin an astrophysicist so she was giving some example to help us visualize it still is a complicated example but it might serve as some guide okay so imagine you're standing in front of a person and you say that this is your right um, and they'll of course know that that's right from your perspective and that if they turn 180 degrees your right and their right will align so just like that when you're going towards black hole you are traversing through space time and now what happens is it's basically like you're turning yourself through space time and what some of what you call as space will become some of what your friend calls as time and your friend meaning an observer outside the effects of black hole so that's how it sort of flips um for more detailed explanation on that like for people who are interested i suggest you check out roger sir roger penrose's uh, paper which he released in 1965 i think maybe i can link that uh, down in the description so he actually writes a diagram uh, showing how would space and time actually flips near a black hole and this leads to an extremely interesting consequence and that's basically that the singularity the center of a black hole what was a point in space it actually becomes an event in time so after you cross the event horizon you are, you can be sure that you are pretty much dead your life is over and your future is set and it is as inevitable as death so taking a step back and thinking about it black holes are not actually things like it's actually events waiting to happen i mean it's already happening and when you get closer that's what's going to happen uh, they are basically events so because we know that towards the end of 
you know the universe like pretty much black holes will swallow pretty much everything and we'll all probably end up over there so it's just interesting to think that there are these black holes in space and supermassive black holes just events waiting to happen so that was pretty interesting for me when i read about it yeah yeah sounds pretty crazy um i'm still kind of thinking about what you said i'm probably going to want to check out that paper but super yeah. interesting so when it flips to from a point in space to a event in time okay mm-hmm. something is kind of trying to form in my head right now but okay cool <laughs> <laughs> i will yeah, think about it about it but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude careful <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah so theoretically you can access time inside a black hole like you would access space over here so if you want to access space over here you just move left right up down front and back in black hole to access uh, past and the future you can actually move around uh, inside that black hole to access that but that really theoretically it's possible but you actually cannot move back because uh, once you enter the event horizon there's no turning back no matter what direction you take it actually accelerates your motion towards the center of the black hole so right. yeah you're better off just not resisting it basically okay yeah. another interesting thing was that the star the original star right like b- because black holes are remnants of um the star that was once there the original matter and the mass of the star um the mass of the star is still there but the original matter is actually gone so after you enter event horizon there's actually nothing there so even the light that you were mentioning like it can't be nothing like it can't be black um because only when you're outside the black hole the light doesn't come out because it makes sense nothing can come out of the event horizon but oh. once you go inside black hole it will it should be there but it actually isn't only in the photon sphere you can see like photon sphere is the part where light just orbits around the black hole and it's still even that is unstable so technically if you just turn towards your right or left you can see the back of your own head because the light traveling from the back of the head will orbit around the black hole and hit your own eyes you mean like but the sphere that's outside of the event horizon just outside of the event horizon yeah yeah that's right, the photon right. sphere yeah so once you enter event horizon right there's literally nothing that can just stay over there everything has to be going inside the black hole so nothing can enter your eyes over there yeah. so you, it will still be dark yeah but like everything that entered entered at a certain speed and a certain direction right so wouldn't it spiral into the center it wouldn't just suddenly be pulled into the it will have some centrifugal force and like the velocity will continue you get what i mean to say yeah like the accretion disk is spinning and then things are entering the black hole so it can't just like suddenly enter and then just be pushed pulled in directly there so you mean to say continue. that it won't go in a straight line to the center exactly. rather it would just slowly spiral into yeah center. not slowly maybe it'll be super fast we don't know depending on the mass ah, yeah, and other I mean, things and stuff whatever but like there'll be mm-hmm. some curvature it won't be like a straight line and you just point and since other photons would continue doing this at like like all the time you mm-hmm. wouldn't just not see anything it would pass your eye do you get what i mean like do you know do you know that simulation maybe you can play that in the video the simulation of how mm-hmm. if you suddenly from earth started moving at the speed of light and moved to the yeah, sun yeah. 
it wouldn't suddenly just all become big and you wouldn't zoom past it for for a few seconds yeah. your vision would kind of expand because all the light from the background would like behind you enter it would suddenly come into the field of vision like the light rays would be coming here and then you would be moving and it would enter your eye so something yeah. similar is what i was thinking i still think it probably goes in a straight line because after event horizon right like mm-hmm. black hole bends space time in a way that it becomes a well so regardless of which direction you enter black hole from so it's sort of this well yeah but that is just kind of to explain it right it's not really a well it's 3d and not 2d like do you get what i mean that's just to explain it to people what's actually happening okay even that way even the sun is a well only it's just that it's not that deep but still things spin around it like okay, do you get what i mean okay yeah yeah no i get what you mean but i still think like because of because how dense the black hole is and how maybe, much it yeah. distorts the gravity I mean, it could i'm pretty sure there's yeah, a reason I'm not sure. maybe it's right yeah like like i even i'm not sure but i mean, i think there must be a reason though they wouldn't have like had a picture that way but this is interesting to think about yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. and so basically because um, yeah nothing can exist like between the event horizon and the black hole because of the such because of such strong gravity that everything has to fall into center pretty much all the matter that was once the star before and everything that is coming from the out, from outside uh, the black hole right it all goes in and it's concentrated in such small tiny space which we call as singularity and there is actually nothing around it so people like astrophysicists they kind of consider this black hole as also a fundamental particle because we don't know where the ma- matter goes it, like mm-hmm. current theory states that okay it all crunches down and becomes a point like singularity but that's where quantum gravity is coming in and trying to explain what actually happens what the singularity actually is um but yeah some of them is there are also considering the possibility that it could be a fundamental particle that it forms so it's okay. pretty interesting that's interesting yeah but like so i mean that also kind of uh, i mean the one famous theory that like a lot of people would probably know as the wormhole theory right the fact that they think that uh, the matter that is being sucked in is might be being ejected from the opposite of a black hole in another universe which is a wormhole which is radiating out uh, that matter and energy in some other space mm-hmm. so yeah that, that that's that's also pretty interesting and if you recall like a few minutes back i was telling you about the singularity becoming a ring because of the speed right yeah. so i was also reading this one theory which said that it's possible see because that ring would be spinning at such velocity it would generate an immense uh, centrifugal force okay. and in general anything which has a strong cent- centrifugal force becomes anti gravity it's not gravitational it pushes away things instead of pulls so what you will have is this black hole which because of its gravity is sucking in so much matter and on the inside mm-hmm. the singularity being a small ring which is spinning so fast with its centrifugal force that it's pushing out stuff or mm-hmm. in other words it's kind of like it's creating a boundary or this inner horizon and uh, basically it kind of becomes like a wall of radiation of like really energetic radiation so you have the outer shell mm-hmm. the event horizon and then you have an inner ring so that kind of um, you know takes care of all the contradictions of things being infinitely dense infinitely squished all of that is taken care of and 
again that information is not lost it's still within the black hole between those two horizons the outer horizon the event horizon and the inner ring horizon so i mean i'm sure there's some science behind it there's a paper to back it up and stuff but uh, it is theoretical of course but i was just thinking it's pretty interesting how some of these concepts that we can observe in our everyday life kind of explains that uh, the possibility of what it can happen yeah yeah and so based on what you're saying i can think of like a three dimensional donut type yeah, 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 inside yeah. a black hole where all the matter will be present and nothing can enter that spinning right. thing right and can't get off of the event horizon too yeah that's pretty interesting and even the wormhole theory right like i was so excited about it i so badly wanted to be true that you get inside a black hole and you come <laughs> out of another yeah. one um but it's just that there's i feel there's one big flaw in it which is that black hole is something that sucks in matter so sure you can probably enter into a black hole like you'll get sucked in for sure mm. but there's no exiting from a black hole a black hole is not known to spew out matter so you can probably enter but you ca- you cannot exit so that's where i feel at least according to just my own crazy hypothesis white holes might come into picture so these are just theoretical objects they are not proved they are just hypothesized that's not been observed yet at least so i'm thinking maybe whatever gets inside a black hole is probably spewed out uh, from a white hole if it even exists <laughs> that'll be pretty yeah. interesting i don't know i'm i'm a bit torn on this topic uh, yeah i mean no point venturing a guess but i i i kind of lean away from the white hole thing i feel there is a proper explanation over there that doesn't involve other universes and other spaces and stuff but anyways that's just me but like even talking about how things have to be conserved and how the how it isn't just completely a black hole right like for example it kind of takes me to the stephen hawking hypothesis and which got proved and later observed which was uh, that there is radiation coming out of the black hole not out of but from the surface there is uh, quantum yeah. fluctuations happening on the surface and then pairs of particles are being created with one being sucked into the black hole and one being radiated out Shaked completely out. Yeah. yeah and that that kind of comes across as thermal radiation which is why we can see x-rays and other things being emitted from that accretion disk and uh, yeah so th- i mean that was named after him after his theory and after his name hawking radiation i'm sure hawking you're radiation. aware of it right yep yeah so pretty crazy and recently i was watching like this one show also and it was it's just like this lady kind of gets up in space in one of the episodes there's there's a process and there's a story going on but she basically kind of mm-hmm. devices an object to get up in space to check something out about the planet and while she's just observing the surrounding space from one direction the computer like on a screen kind of starts beeping and says uh, danger hawking radiation detected and oh. she realized that close by there's a black hole oh damn <laughs> yeah so this is really cool like I, yeah i know it's just like Which so futuristic um it was the one that i was telling you about i think it's called it's called lost in space so it is a mm. series and there's three seasons and so it's really interesting you should check it out if you're into space if anybody is just go for it it's really nice yeah yeah for sure yeah so yeah this actually brings me to how we detect black holes so initially 
now we know that we have event horizon space telescope which took the image of a black hole and yeah probably we can put that on the screen um but before that they actually used to measure the gravitational waves uh, that the black holes produce maybe through collisions uh, with other black holes i think yeah two spinning black holes colliding that's what they detected uh, in yeah in ligo so and it was this actually is pretty interesting because it's a new way of measurement so pretty much every measurement that we made like in space was electromagnetic spectrum based so is it either visible light x rays gamma rays radio waves all those but this is an entirely new way of measuring it actually yeah there is another way called neutrino astronomy it's again very exquisite field and they measure cherenkov radiation and all that stuff but yeah apart from that this was the bulk of measurement using the uh, light but gravitational detecting gravitational waves is another whole new uh, way of measuring it and they literally have to measure the stretching and squeezing of space time itself and it was pretty neat how they built ligo which is the um, gravitational wave detector so they have this uh, two perpendicular arms which are like 45 kilometers in length and they just shoot a light beam from one arm it will go uh, hit the detector and comes back and they do that with both the arms so if there's a gravitational wave it stretches and squeezes the space time right so one arm would be stretched and the other arm would be squeezed so light travels faster in the arm that is squeezed because it has to travel less distance and it travels it takes more time to travel in the arm which is stretched because it has to travel more distance so they measure that tiny fluctuation in space time and then they detect gravitational waves so it's like extremely interesting how they measure that yeah yeah i i was watching that too when it happened and it got announced and it was really fascinating like to think of an experiment that does that is pretty cool and yeah hats yeah. off to the people and did, did you know that like just yesterday i got to know that they're trying to build a, a gravitational wave detector which is the size of our galaxy damn okay i don't know yeah. this one <laughs> it's it's ridiculous and of course they cannot build a structure that's the size of a galaxy so they're doing a pretty nifty thing just like how they did in event horizon space telescope they're Talk using pulsars yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. they're using pulsars okay. as clocking mechanism and they're measuring those pulsar radiations pulses uh and using that to measure gravitational waves it's it's just cutting edge technology Dang. that's pretty cool <laughs> i think what uh, i wanted to kind of like touch on towards the end now is that you know i was just kind of like looking into some of this stuff about like i'm going to explain a little bit about you know what a dyson sphere is right yeah okay i'm just going to quickly give a small explanation so guys like there's a um, type there's different types of civilization and you know we would be at the next level of civilization if you could harvest the entire energy of our star and perhaps other stars and what is thought out to be the way to do that is to build a kind of a structure around a star uh, you know maybe if this was your star you would build a structure around it like a sphere maybe like a metallic sphere or a glass sphere or something like that which basically absorbs that radiation converts it to energy and you can use that to travel across space time and so that would kind of mean uh, you you know transcended your own planetary restrictions your own solar system restrictions and you're able to harvest the complete energy of a star 
and that sphere what you build around the you know the star is called a dyson sphere and it need not be one big huge metallic structure you can place different mirrors at different places and kind of connect them and make a structure as well so that it's easier to build it's not so susceptible and all of those things so yeah but like you know i was just thinking about whether you know if you build a dyson sphere around a black hole like if civilization were to progress to such a level if we could build a dyson sphere around a black hole and try to harvest energy from that or use that or i think i also saw some kind of a video where they were trying to explain where you can kind of try to use the energy of a black hole by there's a larger sphere surrounding the black hole at least like virtual one mm-hmm. that we call um, the ergosphere um, you guys can check that out we, we won't be explaining that over here but basically you can put in some radiation over there allow it to use the energy of the black hole to gain energy and then try to use that and harvest it so all of these things kind of just make me think you know what the future holds so far we've just been able to theorize it and now we kind of just on the verge and we've just discovered and imaged it and that stuff in the last 100 years but like what the future holds for us and you know like i was talking about in the beginning of the episode also uh, about how we might have to live by a black hole towards the end of the universe if 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 it happens because all of the stars will die out and some of them will become red dwarfs and brown dwarfs and white dwarfs and even they will die out and finally kind of fade away and become black masses and the only thing that will still kind of keep spinning and still have energy and be alive would be the black holes and possibly any human civilizations left or any other living beings would kind of be settled around a black hole and be harvesting the energy from that so so yeah it's interesting to kind of think about you know what the future might hold with respect to these giant stellar destructive <laughs> sucker <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's completely true i think um i think that would be that would make us a type 4 civilization on a kardashev scale if we can harvest the energy of a black hole okay. and i'd like to think that we are taking the baby step towards it with our space tiny space exploration to moon and yeah. making bases on the moon and traveling to mars so this probably is the start of it maybe one day we will Uh, you know construct that um, dyson sphere or yeah or maybe somebody already has actually like i don't know if this i kind of just thought about it or it was i don't know if it was mentioned somewhere or if i just thought about it because i was just like spending some time kind of like brainstorming a bit but like you're aware of dark uh, dark matter right or yeah yeah dark matter i think so because this like the galaxy and the distribution of things seems to be indicating that there's much more mass in the galaxy than there should be so we think that there's some hidden matter or we're not able to detect everything which is giving it that extra mass so that things are spinning in the orbits that they are spinning in and i was just thinking like what if some other civilization has already built a lot of those dyson spheres which is why we can't mm-hmm. see those stars which are actually adding the matter and which are actually that oh, dark matter yeah <laughs> crazy right i don't yeah. know it's like yeah. fantasy fiction or <laughs> i mean they definitely were tinkering with that idea to like what if it's actually regular ah, matter okay. but we are just not able to see it yeah yeah, yeah but yeah. this is like some different <laughs> i mean because 95% of it i think yeah i think 95% of it is filled with dark matter and just 5% of observable universe is regular matter um yeah it, it's it's pretty crazy to think everyone wants it to be a new type of particle or 
the right. stowaway of some parallel dimension that's seeping into our universe but yeah let's see it's actually dark gravity because we don't know if it's even matter we can only measure <laughs> the effects of okay. gravity from it so yeah right right yeah i think uh, that brings us to the end of this discussion and i think we covered a lot of stuff and just a small disclaimer we might be a little off here and there and we might not understand some stuff completely this is just based on suraj and my experience of learning through the years and some of it in the last couple of days kind of just going back to it a little bit and you know trying to brainstorm a little bit and just see what we understand what we want to talk about so hopefully this has been an interesting discussion uh, fascinated you feel free to check out some of the links on our youtube and if you have any questions or if you want to discuss something feel free to leave us a comment or messages on instagram if you're listening to us on any of the other audio channels so uh, like google podcast apple podcast spotify you can reach us on instagram at curio.sphere and you can check out our youtube channel as well so yeah thanks for tuning in and have a good one